Hey there. Quick heads up. This episode includes a bunch of cuss words, which we have not beeped because they are perfect just as they are. So if you're listening with little kids right now, maybe save this one for later. Otherwise, please get ready for a freaking treat and a ton of great information. Last time on this show, I talked with Shauna Burns. She's a 40-something mom who's a star on TikTok, thanks in large part to a series of videos she posted about dealing with medical debt. She doesn't sing or dance. She just talks with lots of cuss words right where they belong. And she is smart and charming, and I like her advice a lot. But I held off on one of her big topics, how to deal with debt collectors. Here's how Shauna describes her authority on the topic. I did debt collection for many, many years, and I love it when the debt collector calls me because I'm like, I know your game, bitches. Oh, insider stuff? Yes, please. Also, she's got some stories to tell, and we'll hear a bit of those. But I went to fact check Shauna's advice, and there seemed like there were maybe some legal complexities, gray areas, the kind of thing I might want to run by a lawyer. My name is Jennifer Bosco. I am a staff attorney at the National Consumer Law Center, and I work on medical debt advocacy. Jen and her colleagues actually wrote a book called Surviving Debt. They revise it every year, and it's free to read online. There's a chapter on medical debt, a chapter on dealing with debt collectors, a chapter on what to do if you get sued over debt. It is great. We will link to it from wherever you're listening to this. So yeah, I said to Jen, hey, I want your take on these videos. And she was like, this is great because I heard about these videos from my teenage daughter who knows that I work in medical debt. So I think medical debt became a little bit cooler once it had, you know, made TikTok. (laughs) But Jen hadn't gotten to watch the videos herself yet. So we watched them together on Zoom. Yeah, the TikTok mom plus the consumer law guru. This is my basic dream team. This is An Arm and a Leg, a show about the cost of healthcare. I'm Dan Weissman. I'm a reporter, and I like a challenge. So my job on this show is to take one of the most enraging, terrifying, and depressing issues in American life. And yeah, the competition remains really fierce these days, thanks 2020, and bring you a show that is entertaining, empowering, and useful. So lucky for me, I've got Shauna Burns and Jennifer Bosco right here. I should say, you can totally enjoy this episode and make use of it without listening to our first episode with Shauna. I mean, once you hear this one, you're going to want to go back and hear that one, and boy, will you be glad you did. But here, I started my chat with Jen Bosco by quickly getting her up to speed. So here's a story with Shauna Burns. She's in her early 40s. She's a mom. She's got teenage children of her own in North Carolina, and she went on TikTok for the first time in the late summer 2019. Uh, She was like, I know I'm old, y'all, but I I like it here. And within a few months, like right around Thanksgiving, she posted a video saying like, I keep getting comments on my videos that people wish that I was their mom. Would you be my mom? Will you please be my mom? I wish you were my mom. And the answer to that is, fuck yeah, bitches. I will be your fucking mama. And so like about a week later, towards the start of a series of videos where she was like, I'm going to teach you how to clean. Like we all need practical things for our moms. Like I'm going to teach you how to clean your house. But like interrupting that, she was like, hey, wait, guys. Uh, Well, actually, here is that first video. So here's some quick debt collection pro tips. My daughter is sick a lot and has to go to the hospital, and we don't owe the money, but it's really complicated. So I deal with a lot of debt collectors, and I don't actually owe the money. So I'm in a great position because I can be like, (laughs) but if you have to deal with debt collectors, here's some pro tips. Okay, Shauna goes through three different tips pretty fast here. So instead of playing the whole thing straight through, we're going to pause after each one and catch Jen's response. One, 
They call you anytime other than Monday through Friday, nine to five. They are wrong for that and you need to report them. I would say that that's maybe not strictly true. What you can do is you can ask for uh, limits on when they contact you. You know, you can say like, don't contact me during working hours. Don't contact me at this number because this is my cell phone number and you're using up all my minutes and I need to save my minutes for other things. You can you can place limits on it. You can set boundaries. And what she's saying is Monday to Friday, nine to five. I, when I did some Googling around, it seemed like there are hours when they're not supposed to contact you, but they're not quite that narrow. It's like 9 p.m. to 8 a.m. They're supposed to not call you. That's right. Yeah, there are limits like that. And you're saying that beyond that, you can set limits. You can say like, no, I'm saying no to these kinds of contact. And you have a lot of leeway to say that. Yes. Great. Okay, good. And your book gives us instructions on how to issue those instructions to them so they'll stick. Right. There, there are instructions about how to write a no contact letter. Yes. There's like templates you can copy and paste. Yes. Yes, you can. Ah, that's what I need. I need templates I can copy and paste. And you've got them. <laughs> I do too. I think, you know, we all do. We're all, we're all busy. You know, and as, as an attorney, I generally advise people to try to put those things in writing and to have a paper trail for yourself in case there's a problem further down the road. Yeah. All right. She's a two. two. Medical debt dies after a certain amount of time. In North Carolina, it's five years. So if I owe you $10,000, bitch, I ain't paying that money. I'm letting that fucking clock run out. <laughs> um, I love the feistiness. So, okay, so there are statutes of limitation on when you can be sued for a debt. So, I mean, you still technically owe the debt, but there's not much the debt collector can do to collect it at, at that point. There are some important caveats though. In some states, the way the state law is written, if you made a partial payment during, you know, say there was a seven year statute of limitations and at six years and 11 months, you made a partial payment, you might start the clock over again. Which side note just seems totally awful and unfair, but okay, caveat taken. Okay, so this one stands as like partially true Handle with fucking care. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Okay, great. Then third, if they cannot provide you by mail the original invoice that you signed, that means it is not valid debt. That means they have bought it and you do not have to pay it. True, false, partially true, handle with fucking care. Partially true, handle with what you said care, yeah. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> um, does it have to be the actual original signed copy i don't think that it would in court like i think you know there could be other valid verifications of the debt probably but they do have to verify it she goes into this one at more length in the next video all right guys here's how to handle it anytime a collection agency calls you very first call what you need to do you need to say i would like to request an itemized bill with every single charge and i would like a copy of my original invoice or my original receipt with my signature if they come back and they say i'm sorry we don't have that you come back and say well without that you can't legally collect this debt so i legally don't have to pay it have a great day and hang up the fucking phone if they cannot provide you the original invoice that means that the debt has been bought and sold and bought and sold and probably the medical debt died along the way somewhere and they legally can't collect it from you if they cannot provide you with the original invoice tell them to fuck off it's that simple they are illegally trying to collect debt from you that you legally don't have to pay and if you know that fuck them all right so yeah true false 
partially true handle with fucking care you know these are great she's she's giving a lot of really good advice and i think you know it's important for consumers to stand up for themselves and to you know to require accountability from whoever's trying to collect the debt from them so it doesn't mean necessarily that the debt is invalid just because it's changed hands several times but if nobody can kind of trace it back to you and to the actual charges that you're responsible for then that's where the debt you know, may not be valid and you can, you know, give them the finger. Tell them to fuck off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like their their ultimate recourse in any debt collection situation is to take you to court, get a judge to say you can garnish this person's wages, you can raid their bank account. And if they don't have any documentation to show that, that this represents an agreement that you entered into, the judge will say in politer terms, fuck off. Is that true? Well, yeah. I should say, breaking in here, the judge isn't going to ask them this question themselves. You've got to show up and make it an issue. I think, unfortunately, what happens a lot is when people are sued and they get a summons to go to court, a lot of people, they're afraid and they just don't go. Or sometimes they don't actually get the notice. You know, when that happens, there could be a default judgment where the debt collector gets what they want. And that she's saying, play offense, let them know. Look, do you have this or not? Because if you don't have it, you're never going to be able to get a judge to award this to you. I'm not going to let that happen. So show me the paper, you know, or go away. Right, right. You could say, well, no, I'm not going to admit that I owe this debt until I see some, you know, actual proof that I owe the debt, that, that I'm the right person. I mean, there are instances of medical debt where someone's billed who, you know, it's the wrong person. Right. There's all kinds of reasons that either this debt isn't real, not really yours, or that this person doesn't really have any legal authority to collect it from you, right? That the that I think I've read in your Surviving Debt Handbook that, like, you know, a lot of times somebody who's trying to collect the debt from you has bought it from somebody and, you know, they don't necessarily have good documentation and that that's on them. If their business model is to squeeze money from you, you don't have to play along. If they haven't done their homework, you know, fuck them. Gonna break in here one more time to emphasize one thing. In her videos, Shauna says if the collector can't give you an original invoice, they've got nothing. And Jennifer Bosco is saying, well, maybe there's some other kind of valid documentation they could have. The point is, you make them prove they've got something real. Coming right up, we hear from Shauna about how she imprinted on the idea of that original bill from the dirty dealing at the collection agency where she worked. Yep, and... More advice from Shauna, more legal backup from Jen, and a nice example of Shauna's advice playing out in the real world. That's in just a minute. This episode of An Arm and a Leg is a co-production with Kaiser Health News. That's a nonprofit news service covering healthcare in America. Kaiser Health News is not affiliated with the big healthcare outfit, Kaiser Permanente. We'll have a little more information about Kaiser Health News at the end of this episode. So I filled Jen in on where Shauna picked up her dirt on deck collectors by working as one and how they were determined to hide the ball, like how they told Shauna to handle people who asked to see that original invoice. They were like, under no circumstances do you ever, ever, ever let them know that you don't have the original bill. It was like, if they ask for an original bill, then this is the procedure to handle that. And basically, you just run them around in fucking circles until they stop asking. <laughs> you you send it to the wrong address. You send them someone else's paperwork with their name at the mm. top. You know, you you basically lie to them in any way you can. 
and just convince them to pay the bill. You know, this is where she's coming from. Is like, like if you're getting a call from somebody like this, you're getting a call from, by definition, a shark. And you're not under any obligation to a shark. Yeah, I I mean, I, that's fair. And I think that's, you know, really interesting to get her perspective as for, you know, having worked for one of those companies, because that's kind of what we suspect is going on, you know, pretty often. <laughs> so let's go to one last kind of self-defense tip from Shauna Burns. Here's another pro tip dealing with debt collectors. First of all, no, they are shady as fuck. They will scare you. They will tell you they're going to put it on your credit. First of all, it costs them $1,000 to put anything on your credit. If you owe less than $1,000, they ain't putting that on your credit. That is an empty fucking threat. Second of all, when they get on the phone and they say, any information used in this call will be used to collect the debt, that's basically the cops telling you you have the right to remain silent. You don't got to give them shit. They want your phone number, your email, your address. They want your Snapchat. They want every possible bit of information. But guess what? You don't have to give that to them. You don't have to provide them with any information. If they don't already know your address, that's a big fucking clue. It's not valid debt. If they can't tell you why they're calling, what doctor's office they're calling for, the address on file, that's shady. Hang up the phone immediately. Okay. You don't have to tell them shit. And it may not be in your interest to do so. Yeah? True or false? Or handle with care? Yeah, I mean, why, you know, why give all that additional information? I wouldn't advise anybody <laughs> to to do that. And I think she makes a good point that if, like, they don't have your current address and, you know, say you moved 10 years ago or something, like, there may well be clues that this is a debt buyer who, like, has bought your debt for pennies on the dollar and does not have kind of that chain of custody to show that it's actually your debt. You know, whether you just hang up, I guess that's probably your call as a consumer, or I, I think I might try to see if they could verify the debt. But yeah, I think she's right. The debt could have been bought and sold multiple times, and, and there could be very little left to prove that it's a valid debt at that point. All right. Yeah. So it's a clue. It's a clue. This this could be somebody who has no no legal basis for chasing you. Uh, and you're saying, like, don't necessarily hang up the phone because you might want to proactively protect your rights a little bit more by demanding, you know, to know the situation from them. But but yeah, that's a that's a clue. And don't and don't volunteer anything. They want to collect money from you. Make them work for it. Yeah, I think that's right. And I also think, you know, as a consumer, you might know, yes, I went to the hospital and I owe some money, but how are you going to know exactly how much you owe? Like if they say something was $12,000, maybe they're, maybe they're wrong. Maybe there was an error on your bill and something was calculated incorrectly. And, you know, this is so confusing to consumers. Um, we've got this from Shauna and you're saying like, this is basically right on. Handle with care, do a little extra homework, but they say you owe this money. You make them prove it and let them know if they can't have a great day and hang up the fucking phone. <laughs> yeah, that that kind of captures it right there. <laughs> but then here's what we haven't talked about. We haven't we haven't checked. Uh, if you owe less than a thousand dollars, they ain't putting that on your credit. That is an empty fucking threat. Um, you know, I don't know how much it costs to put debt on a credit report, but I don't know if it's always a thousand dollars. I mean. Medical debt is like over half the items on credit reports in the U.S. are for medical debt. Actually, I dug around a little bit. 
a consumer credit expert named Jerry Detweiler pointed me to federal statistics, and the average medical debt on a credit report is even lower than other debts that show up there. Half the medical debts on credit reports are less than $210. So that's the one place where Shauna's Intel didn't quite check out. But in general, Jen agreed her stuff was pretty good. And her general strategy was great. Keep your defense game strong from start to finish. Can I show you one more, actually, on that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Of course. Yeah, this was three days after Shauna posted her, her videos about this. Someone posted a response saying, like, you know what, that, that worked. Hey there, happy heathens and humans. So this is a call-out video. Not in the way you're thinking, though. Shauna Burns? Yeah, that's the TikToker I've been talking about who's giving dead advice. Shauna, I want you to see this. Today was the second time I had court over debt collection of medical debt. I had contested two of the bills they were coming after me for anyway. There were only three. So today, when I went in, having seen your videos, I asked for an itemized bill on those that I was contesting. And they couldn't provide it. So guess what? That got it knocked off. I went from owing $1,400 with court costs and legal fees down to 648 and that is because of you, dear. Don't stop sharing your stories. Don't stop sharing your information because it is helping people like me. Ah, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it worked. Yeah, that's great. I mean, if she's empowering people to show up in court and to defend themselves, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, it was interesting that Shauna said in the first video that like her own personal experience was receiving a lot of medical bills, but she knew that they were going to be paid by some other source. And so she was sort of in a position to say, yeah, screw you. I don't know this money because she knew that was true. You know, I think there are probably a lot of situations where people owe something. I think it's completely reasonable and valid for a consumer to exercise all their rights. And I think at some point, though, you know, you might have exhausted every possible option and, and you, you may really still owe some money. And then at that point, you know, you're advocating for yourself in a different way to come up with like reasonable terms for paying it. We've got one on that actually from Shauna. All right, here's one more debt thing for you. This is if you actually do owe the money. Say you owe $350 to your local hospital and you have a debt collector named Rose who calls you. First thing, that bitch gonna call you every single week, usually about the same time. The number one thing is answer your phone. Don't reject it. Don't block it. Don't avoid it. If you do that, they win. Answer your phone and then be nice to her. I know, right? What a crazy concept. 99% of the people she deals with are fucking assholes. So you get on the phone. Hey, Miss Rose, how you doing? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, I had a good one. No, Miss Rose, I still don't have any money. No, Miss Rose, I still can't do a payment plan. I'm sorry, Miss Rose, I still can't pay that bill. You do that every week for six months. And then you, when Miss Rose calls, you'd be like, hey, Miss Rose, guess what? It was my birthday. I got a check for 50 bucks. I know I owe you 350, but will you settle this in full for 50 bucks to not have to deal with me anymore? 99% of the time, they will take that 50 bucks. They will write off the rest and they will take it. And there you go. That's how you get out of paying $350 bills. You are like cracking up when she said that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two things here. And one of them that we're talking about is like, be nice cultivate a relationship, be honest, don't, in the interest of being nice, promise to pay money that you can't pay, 
No, Ms. Rose, I still can't pay that bill. No, Ms. Rose, I still can't do a payment plan, right? Like, just be a human being about it. But the first piece of advice she gives, like, strikes me as legally, you know, important. She's like, don't ignore the call. Don't block it. Don't, you know, not take it. If you do that, they win. Because the ignoring it leads to them, like, eventually, well, they ignored us. We went to court. We got a garnishment order. And, like, you don't have any defense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you still could limit the amount of times that they call you and they don't have to call you once a week. You could say, don't call me more than once a month. I'll talk with you once a month. Let's make an appointment. Mm-hmm. So you can you can do it on your terms. But her basic advice here is, one, do not just ignore it, which we all want to do, right? That's the thing you don't do. And then, two, when you do it, be nice. And, three, you're saying, like, Remember, you have some rights. Like, you don't have to accept the terms on which they are wanting to just call you whenever they want. Mm-hmm. You can make that happen on terms that are agreeable to you. And especially if you're like, you know, we make this appointment. I'm going to answer the call. So thank you so much for this last last question. You've been doing this for a long time. You're trying to keep on top of rights for people, help people, give people advice. How does it feel? Um. It's it's kind of like trying to roll a boulder uphill, I think. <laughs> and um, I mean, I'm especially worried now with the COVID crisis. Uh, now that so many people have you know lost their jobs and lost employer-sponsored insurance, um, I, and I know I feel like ultimately in the long term, it's hard to see market solutions working <laughs> for this mm-hmm. medical debt problem. When you say I don't think market solutions can, is that code for like, yeah, man, we need single payer healthcare. All this is just going to keep being a bigger bigger snowball. I I don't think there's a lot of dispute about that among advocates who do this kind of work. You'd have to find a different kind of work, right? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there there are probably other things I could do, but there's always going to be financial challenges for lower-income people, and that's what my organization does. So there's more rocks to push uphill. Yes, yes. If your job is pushing a rock uphill, you got to really want the exercise. (laughs) I guess so. I guess so. Well, thank you so much. Uh, this has been really, really, really great. I, I so appreciate you taking the time. It's fun. It was fun watching you watch those videos for the first time. I'm glad we did it this way. That was neat. Yeah, those were uh, those were great. So there you have it. Jennifer Bosco of the National Consumer Law Center and Shauna Burns, the leading mom of the TikTok nation, bringing you news you can use. We'll have links to Shauna's TikToks and a link to the 2020 edition of the book, Surviving Debt from the National Consumer Law Center. It is free to read online at bit.ly slash survivingdebt2020. That's all one word. And also this breaking news, Jerry Detweiler, the consumer finance writer who helped me fact check the do collectors put medical bills on your credit report questions. As we were finishing this episode, she published a super helpful article about dealing with medical debt collectors on her really useful looking site, debtcollectionanswers.com. We will have a link to it from wherever you're listening. I hope this is not information you personally need right now. But first, if it is, go test it out. Read up, know your rights, and stand up for them. And please, let me know how it goes, for better or worse. Whatever the results are, we need to share all the intel we can. And second, no matter what, please spread this one around. Because there are a lot of people who do need this information. Just last week, the investigative newsroom ProPublica reported that the two biggest debt collection agencies in the country are back to filing thousands of collection lawsuits every week. And one of them, Encore Capital, just got sued by the feds in September. 
The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau alleges in its complaint that Encore is doing some of the exact shady stuff that Shauna Burns talks about, like suing hundreds of people without even having any valid documentation of the debt in question. Suing people over debts where the statute of limitations had expired. Encore responded with a statement to the effect of, no, man, we don't do any of that stuff anymore. (laughs) What Encore definitely does as its main business, according to its own public filings with regulators, is to buy old debt for an average of less than nine cents on the dollar. So yeah, sharks. With help from folks like Shauna Burns and Jen Bosco and Jerry Detweiler, let's keep our defense game strong. And next time, we're going to meet a guy who went on the offense. Jeffrey Fox got an outrageous bill from a local hospital for a routine test. And the phone conversations he had with them were, at least initially, pretty predictable. I can't tell you how many times they would go, oh, let me explain how this works. Your insurance company allows us. I'm like, listen, listen, I understand how this works. Stop misdirecting. You build too much. Yeah, he took him to small claims court and he won. It is so fun and seriously instructive. That is next time on An Arm and a Leg. And one last thing before we go. If you've been listening for a while, you might have noticed there were some ads running on this show in the last few months, pre-recorded ads. And now, no ads. Want to know why? Well, from the outset, we had told ACAST, the company that was selling those ads, no ads related to healthcare, And they told us, you got it. And then a few weeks ago, a listener heard an ad for an insurance company and let us know. And we told ACAST right away, and here's what happened. They immediately, like that day, figured out what happened. It's a tech thing, of course. And we told them to please pull all advertising until they could guarantee it was totally fixed. They agreed. Here we are. They also figured out how much we would have made from that ad and pulled it out of their next payment to us, which I love. Also, my representative at ACAST personally made a donation on behalf of the show to RIP Medical Debt, a nonprofit that kills old medical debt, which I love even more. We did that because we all agree there can never be any question about whose side this show is on, about if we're making someone sound good or ignoring something bad they do because they bought ads. And we can take that stance because you are supporting us directly, giving us the money we need to make this show. So I say, with my last perfectly placed cuss word of the day, fuck yeah. Seriously, you rock. And if giving money is totally not in your reality right now, well, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Hang in there. We've all got a ton of work cut out for us. I'll catch you in two weeks. Till then, take care of yourself. This episode of An Arm and a Leg was produced by me, Dan Weissman, and edited by Marion Wang. Daisy Rosario is our consulting managing producer. Adam Bramunda is our audio wizard. Our music is from Dave Weiner and Blue Dot Sessions. This season of An Arm and a Leg is a co-production with Kaiser Health News. That's a nonprofit news service about healthcare in America. That's an editorially independent program of the Kaiser Family Foundation. Kaiser Health News is not affiliated with Kaiser Permanente, the big healthcare outfit. They share an ancestor, this guy, Henry J. Kaiser. He had his hands in a lot of different stuff. Aluminum, shipbuilding, one of the first big resorts in Hawaii, concrete, like for the Hoover Dam. Seriously. When he died more than 50 years ago, he left half his money to the foundation that later created Kaiser Health News. You can learn more about him and Kaiser Health News at armandalegshow.com slash 
Kaiser. Diane Weber is national editor for broadcast, and Tanya English is senior editor for broadcast innovation at Kaiser Health News. They are editorial liaisons to this show. Finally, thank you to some of our new backers on Patreon. Pledge two bucks a month or more, you get a shout out right here. Thanks this time to Robin Caruana, Dominic Smith, and Corey Biak. Thank you.